and welcome to the All Japan Women's Destiny podcast. I'm your host, JD. Welcome to another episode as we go through the history of All Japan Women's Professional Wrestling through the classics episodes that you can find uh, on various places of the internet. I vastly encourage to follow along and learn and enjoy the history of this just awesome women's wrestling promotion of the past. This is a spin-off in conjunction with the Red Leaf Retrocast. That is the proper episode where these come from. We hope you enjoy our audio and our uh, discussions over the various wrestlers and the matches in which we go through the ages. If you like what you hear and you want more content, please consider checking out the Patreon. That is patreon.com slash redleafretrocast, all one word, where we also cover LLPW, various other uh, women's wrestling promotions of the past, and the project that the whole reason it exists is the Joshi 2010's journey, where we go through coming out of the dark ages of Joshi professional wrestling and really learning and having fun with wrestlers that we're very familiar with to this day to ones that we may have missed out on. I hope you enjoy the audio you're about to hear covering AJW. And if you want more, please, again, consider signing up to the Patreon and leaving us reviews over at iTunes, Spotify, and the like, all your favorite podcasting outlets in which you listen to AJW and the Redley Fletcher cast. Enjoy. And it's time, it's that time for the All Japan Women Destiny episode number 68. We are in February and March 1993, and these are more or less house shows. Uh, We're building to a number of different things. We're trying to get new talent highlighted. Maybe we'll see some fresh matches here. And this was kind of the Toshi Yamada, Minami Toyota, and Debbie Malenko show. Where (laughs) we got a lot, we got that, we got the uh, Team Gold combo here. And Debbie Malenko getting really highlighted uh, throughout the months of February and March. And there's some big shows in between. We'll get to those probably in the next episode. We'll fill it in. So let's not waste any time as All Japan Women Destiny. If you enjoy this episode, if you enjoy the podcast over on the AJW Destiny feed, hey, hit me up for a review, iTunes, Spotify. You know the drill. So let's not waste any more time here. We could be in and out very quickly today. So we begin with February 10th, 1993. It's a young, skinny, and fit Kaoru Ito taking on dreaded <laughs> Debbie Malenko. And when I say dreaded, I meant her hair. She's got cool little dreads in. And this is the best Ito match to date, I will see. Or I have seen. Uh, Debbie has Debbie Malenko has developed a style and build off of her losing effort to Hokuto uh, just last month as she concentrates so much of her game now on quick, fast submissions around that arm bar in various, like, shin ankle lock situations. While Ito, on the other hand, is very much a developing go-go-go style wrestler, uh, spam finisher of her straight-legged double foot stomps. She just runs around the ring and does that other than just the basic AGW rookie things. So... 
yeah, this was solid. Ito misses a double foot stomp to the outside. She starts to hold her knee. When they get back in the ring, Debbie goes to work, gets her in an STF to finally submit her. I give this a fucking good. How about that? Mr. Positive on Kyra Ito and Debbie Malenko gives her the best match of her career to date that we've seen. How about that? I am shocked that this occurred. So on the same show, we got 1987 Team Gold Cabo, Toshi Yamada, Manami Toyota. They got very distinct looks still. Yamada's doing the uh, knockoff uh, Great Muda entrance look. And Manami Toyota, she's getting uh, more and more beautiful dress style. Put it that way. Well, they're taking on Aja Kong and Bat Yoshinaga. This match at least kept Bat out as much as possible, so it ended up being pretty good. A couple instances of Kong fending off Gold Team Combo solo, so that was good. Kong bringing in uh, the the can at good times, maybe fumbling once or twice, specifically on Bat. I popped for that. (laughs) But a funny moment here of Kong pushing Toyota right off the top, uh, turnbuckle straight into the camera guy. Cut to a little later, where Toyota tried the same thing by dropkicking Aja Kong off, and this time the camera guy made damn sure to move out of the way. So that was kind of fun. It even like cut back to the hard camera, so they maybe that same thing wouldn't happen there. Just fun little instances. A uh, big double diving headbutt combo from Team Gold Combo here. It's one of their signature tag team moves from the top, but but uh, Kong breaks this up. So very good near fall, and ultimately Toyota just kind of pins Bat off the JOS. Uh, while Yamada just held Kong uh, within the apron there. Uh, Solid much, pretty good. Uh, Not much else to go into there. Uh, (laughs) March 11th, the last three matches. That's where we're at. It's Bat Yoshinaga and Tomoko Watanabe taking on Kaori Ito and Terry Power. Oh my god, this match. Team Shoot Kick versus Team Hilarious Botch. (laughs) Ha ha ha! Well, they lived up to those names I just gave them, because what a hell of a mess this was. Holy shit. Every single person botched so much here. Where where do I even begin? Uh, Ito does a superplex, but like, let's go halfway. So you just see the person just land on their tailbone uh, and then like whack their head against the mat. It's just ridiculous. Uh, Bat misses like every wheel kick she attempts except the last one <laughs> so uh bats like dropping people on top of it tomoko is just getting lost like a child in a grocery store throughout the match she doesn't know what to do but oh my god my favorite it's terry powers everything no idea when to break up pins she's stutter stepping no no communication maybe not her fault but doesn't stop Debbie Belenko. <laughs> but uh, just no instincts for anything that Terry Power has. Uh, she didn't even have any big like power spots that she could show off. But the overall best botchy spot from Terry was this. She gets in the ring for a hot tag. And she's going to do a double clothesline spot on Team Shooter over here. She goes for one. Right. But Team Shooter kind of ducks. Still gets hit. <laughs> uh, so Terry then stops. She goes, what the fuck? And she's like, I hit you, maybe. So then she tries again for a similar miss. 
But she, instead of, like, stopping this time, she just continues to run the ropes while Tomoko and Bat are like, we don't know what's happening. So then on the rebound, Tomoko uh, ducks, Bat gets hit in the head square, <laughs> and, then <they> all <coughs> and they all stop again. And finally, uh, Terry Power just goes, fuck it, and then scoop slams one of them. It's so ridiculous. I don't know what to do. I'm so... I'm in tears recounting it. I'm coughing. <laughs> oh, my God. This match was so bad, it was good. Uh, Bat pins Ito off of actually hitting that wheel kick I mentioned earlier. What an atrocity this was. I love Terry Power. You never know what kind of match you're going to get out of them, but you know it's going to be a mess. <laughs> this, she's She's going on, I think, 10 months of this promotion now. And somehow she's still here. <laughs> uh, cut to later in the show. It's Aja Kong taking on Yumiko Hota in a singles match. Uh, this match definitely moved at a slower pace than a usual AJW match. Hota stuck to forearms and kicks, but not much here. She did do a rolling wheel kick from the top rope, which was kind of cool. Uh, but ultimately, this wasn't anything special. Kong blocks a... Uh, I think it was a kick coming off the ropes because... <laughs> Hota doesn't know how to throw forearms. Uh, blocks it with a uh, hit, follows up with a hurricane. Then she scoop slams her, hits that top rope elbow. It's like, wash your hands, we done here with Hota. Hota certainly ain't it in this era of AJW currently. Uh, she just does not have a spot for her. And we get to our main event. Minami Toyota and Toshio Yamada versus Debbie Malenko and Saki Asagawa. A tag team on the rise. Debbie Malenko's clearly getting some sort of big momentum and push to her, along with Hasegawa, to be fair. Uh, they're getting it to that next level. They're getting out of the undercard. And here they are on this show. Uh, we get a funny entrance from Hasegawa and Debbie as they do a mock of the Steiner brothers, including the Leatherman jackets. Leatherman. Letterman jackets. So I enjoyed that. Got a pop out of me. And uh, just before the midway point, there begins this sequence where everybody are doing dives on each other to the outside. It's real cool high, high energy part of the match, like Saki dives, then Yamada cuts him off, but then she gets cut off and Debbie does a tope suicida to the outside, but she lands on Saki, uh, Toyota rushes the ring, she goes to the top, and she does a routine crossbody in which both Saki and Debbie catch her, so it's standard stuff, like these aren't dangerous moves by any means, they're just high energy doing dives to the outside, crossbodies and the like, so... But here it is. Debbie's ankle upon catching Manami Toyota stops. It turns and the rest of her leg goes backwards. Just a big snap. And this is what ends her career. Just like that. Just on a routine crossbody, just catching someone. And I can assure you there was nothing like dangerous or people it was just a clean catch it was so clean and her leg just snapped in half uh, particularly that ankle lower shin area and she's out for the rest of the match uh doctors like kind of don't know what to do she's just kind of hanging out on the outside but it's her leg so it's like what do we do and it's really the saki hasagawa coming out party as she fights Team Gold combo here solo for at least 10 more minutes uh, before finally falling to Yamada via Venus shoot kick off the top. 
Uh, this is a real strange. This is a uh, real strange. This is a real shame because, like I just said, Debbie Malenko clearly had momentum to be moving up the card and getting in bigger positions, and she had reached this exciting moment in ring with her abilities and what she was able to focus on, and she developed a lot of chemistry with these women. It, and we just started into this big interpromotional boom period uh, in the Joshi scene, and her career's over, just like that, snap of the finger. And she's not the only one. Just last summer, we got Bison Kimura retiring due to her shoulder and neck going out, and then it was a couple months later in, I think it was uh, early September, just after the Grand Prix had ended, that Mario, Mariko Yoshida, who was also on a big push and momentum up the card, I mean, she got a lot of she got a lot of points uh, in that Grand Prix, making it to the quarterfinals against Inoue and winning. And she just took like a routine, uh, uh, running the ropes, and she just missed it low, and her neck snapped back, and she's going to be out for like two years. So we just lost three people. Uh, one veteran, more or less, in context, and two people getting pushes up the card in the span of eight months. They lost that. Man, that's that's pretty. Plus, Bull Nakano announcing she's going part time, even though she's still having like 100 matches a year. But regardless, uh, and I also think we're pretty close to Akira Hokuto announcing a level of her going part time as well. It's pretty amazing that, in a sad way, that uh, the roster is getting hit like this, uh, bang, 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 in just routine things. And there is something to be said, because AJW ran their wrestlers essentially into the ground. And there's a reason why someone like Dump Matsumoto was run ragged by the time she was 25 with her build and match style that when you do like 300 matches a year or something, something nonsensical, that their bodies just broke down way too early. And that's that's something I think that's understated. Even though they had successful careers, and some of these wrestlers have, have lasted even to this day, like Aja Kong, a lot did not. And a lot suffered really bad injuries that just never healed, and they went through a lot of pain because of it. Uh, it's, 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 it's just the way this business was at the time, which is a real shame. And it makes me glad that, uh, wrestling has evolved away from running two, 300 shows a year and splitting up your roster where you want to run double of what you need. And that way, everyone's trying to make these gates all the time. Uh, make no mistake about it. The, uh, the Matsunagas were pretty much scumbags in how they ran things. Uh, it's, it's well documented and, uh, I can't, I can't, uh, can't speak negatively enough, even though they are very important in the historical context of women's wrestling. So that'll do it for AJW on this episode. <laughs> 